What's going on, guys? And welcome in to the Benches Clear podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I am Jesse Gutierrez, and I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants. And I'm Tyler Cohen. I represent the side of the 2020 World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. So cute. So many banners for one one World Series. That's so adorable. I think that's I think that's absolutely adorable, and I, I I'm glad that you grew you grew some hair on your face. Mm, yeah. That's changed. That's mm, coming back. <laughs> Wish we can get the shit on my head back. But anyways, we have some news. The stove is freaking hot right now. Giant sign Matt Weisler, one year, one point one five million. And no <laughs> one gives a shit. Everyone gives a shit. It's it's great. It's I mean honestly it's it's a great signing. I I think he's a super underrated dude. Um, after I mean I, I, a lot of people are like complaining about his like, um, his like advanced metrics. Like, well, he doesn't you know he does give up some fly balls, but has had a super low ERA last year, playing against the Yankees like in fucking fan boxes in Fenway. I mean I know that I know the Red Sox suck last year. Okay, but he's in he's playing against a lot playing in a lot of parks that were very hitter friendly and he's still dominated so and he only costs a million dollars so who cares exactly so i let's not complain about advanced metrics let's let the let let the dude work i'm excited to see what he can do and yeah what and this is great it's like one week the the dodgers signed someone and then next week the giants signed someone who's even you know like a better better deal was, better reliever considerably you know. worse Cheaper money, but less talented. Well, how about this, Tyler? Go fuck yourself, all right? And Matt Weisler is wiser Unagi. That's what that is, Unagi. And, yeah, that's the hot stove. That's it. it that's that's it. all we got. <laughs> it is. Guys are starting to sign now. I mean, Carlos Santana signing and, you know, the, the Adam Eaton signing. I know it's not the big names. I know stove ain't the scorching big, hot. The great- the big free agents aren't going to sign until January or February. Yeah, but but it's better than just having complete blue, blue balls, you know, throughout the entire, you know. We, we got something. We got at least a little bit of a release, you know, yeah. a little pre. Uh, I was going to say so. a little uh, premature ejaculation. Yeah, uh, just a little bit, you know. Well, yeah. you, it's you like when you, it's when you, when, you know, put the straw in a Capri Sun and like a little bit comes out. It's kind of like that. <laughs> I've never that's heard the that. Best comparison that's I can good. make. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, quick favorite uh, Capri Sun flavor. Now go. What is it? I don't know the flavors. You're a bitch. Pacific Cooler I, is the only is the only flavor. Cool. I feel like Pacific you just drank what was in the ice chest after like a fucking t-ball game. I really think really? I ever had Capri Suns at my house. I don't know. Funny, really quick story. Um, first, one of the first times I, uh, went to my, my wife's family, um, I was very new to the salsa game. I know I, I, I um, I, I was very like, I don't like spicy, but then my wife kind of brought me into it and I love it. I get it. But way back then I was all weird about it and I just started getting new into it. Right. And in my, um, young experience, the lighter salsas were the less spicy. So I was, you know, still getting familiar family barbecue. One of the first times I'm around was like 10 years ago seven years ago and i'm putting i put the lighter salsa on my tacos i sit down i take a huge bite of one right and then one of her aunts goes oh be careful mijo um that's the habanero salsa 
it gets a lot and i was like oh, but it's fuck. orange it's yeah. orange why is it so and hot and i was like oh fuck oh fuck but the thing about habaneros is it doesn't like it's not like hot it's like right. it like builds and it just it's, so at first settles yeah at first i was like oh shit oh no i think i'm good i'm, I'm all right i'm all right and then all of a sudden just came up and fun fact about mexican uh get-togethers there is nothing in the coolers except for beer and capri suns for the kids so I had and being uh, straight edge and I don't drink. I had to freaking just suck down all the kids Capri Suns to just save my life because I was just dying. And then you had you know ten kids crying in the corner because some asshole drank all the Capri Suns. <laughs> and that was me. Like I don't know. Yeah, that was me. So if any of my uh, wife's little cousins are listening, they're probably going to beat the shit out of me in my sleep. So um, yeah, um, we have a great show. For you guys, uh, we have a great guest. Kayla Berger is 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 coming on the program. But before then, I need to say one thing: um, the Lancaster Jetawks still have a chance to be an affiliate. Um, if the I'm not sure why I'm doing like this. I'm doing it's very. Are you doing your Obama like? That's what I'm saying. Clear. I think this is very. Yeah, I, I don't know. Very but, presidential um, of you. Well, I'm gonna go unpresidential and say fuck the Fresno Grizzlies. I hope they decline being a low A team, so I don't have to drive to fucking Rancho Cucamonga to go watch some minor league baseball, um, which you guys should all do. Support minor leaguers because they broke as fuck in major leagues. It's kind of fucking them over. So um, I hope I hope Lancaster is in. Um, fingers crossed. And so if you can just tell the Fresno Grizzlies to fuck off, and I hope they think that they're bigger than they are and don't accept. They're probably going to accept it. They probably are. I mean, I, I'm used, just holding. They used my... to be a triple A team, right? Yeah, that's the only. That's the only hope is they don't want to be a single. They're going to go down to low A, from triple A to low A. So yeah, I'm hoping that they're like their facilities are probably so much better than. Like I know. Or... Oh no, they are. They are. But what I'm saying is, is the the only hope is if Fresno says no, which is. 98% sure they the only hope is that they're saying like we're not going to be a low A team no one's going to come and we're just going to lose money fuck it we're we're you know I mean maybe the stadium's paid off I don't know we'll turn this thing into a shopping mall I don't know well, that's, that's my shit hole anyway so yeah fuck Fresno no I'm sorry there's probably there might be people listening Fresno if you live in Fresno you're probably great but I just hope but you just Fresno- live in a shithole <laughs> You can say that about Lancaster too, I guess. Oh, uh, but absolutely. <laughs> without further ado, we're gonna get into it. And now we'd like to welcome into the Benches Cleared podcast someone so famous that he has his own meme page on Instagram and Twitter. Giants reliever Caleb Berger. What's going on, my guy? How you doing, Jesse? Bro, I'm really good, man. Thank you for uh, for coming on and taking the time. And how's your uh, how's your off season going? Off-season's been good. Been working hard and getting ready, uh, trying to make sure I'm ready for when February or whenever. Who knows what's going to happen, but hopefully February, mid-February, we'll get things rolling again. I, I know, like, through the season, we just keep, like, as fans, we're always like, man, just just get through this year. It's 60 games. It is what it is. And we're not even thinking, like, dude, what if this vaccine doesn't happen? Or, like, what if just – I mean, I think that if anything this year taught us, it was, like, expect the unexpected shit can go sideways again. And we have another 60 game season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of the way I looked at it too. Like when everything started happening with quarantine, like you learn real quick, especially in baseball, like you're not in charge of anything except for where your feet are. 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been the whole theme of 2020 for me is just kind of keep my head down and keep working and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I can't change anything outside of it. So it's kind of just been an easy way for me to keep going and not try to worry about all the stuff I can't control. Cause if you start thinking about that, it's just a downward spiral for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to get to all that shit. But um, so to, to think about maybe like better times, Right. Um, I feel like maybe we haven't reflected too much on, you know, the River Cats championship, um, you know, and, and maybe not as much as we should have. I feel like it's not like talked about that much, but I guess any title is special, like at any level it is, you know. So like, is that is that ring like in a special place or is it kind of like ah, I'm in the big leagues now? <laughs> it was kind of funny because they passed them out to us like in the big league locker room this year so like mm. ha- it seemed like half our locker room ended up getting them because half the guys in that locker room were on that team um, yeah. but no it's at home um, next to my uh, MVP trophy too so I just have it at my parents house I think it's on top of like a mantle above the fireplace or something like that sexy fireplace um, yeah definitely I mean in the 2019 to 2020, I guess, kind of like roller coaster, I think was a, a little weird, especially someone who, who follows, who's followed you. Um, Cause I mean, at the beginning you were uh, Eastern league all-star um, you know, the winning pitcher of that game. And then you make it to the, the championship or the MVP, but then it was kind of weird that you got, you were avail- available for the rule five draft. And then right afterwards you were invited to the, the 60 man and made the opening day roster. So like, was it kind of like a crazy roller coaster? Like you didn't know what was going on or it was weird. I mean, like honestly, I had a decent amount of people being like, Oh, like hopefully you'll get put on the 40 man after like the championship game. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like I kind of know how the Giants work and like I'm not a prospect and like I've been around a couple years now and I kind of see how things go. It doesn't really matter like if you perf- like you can perform well, but if you're not necessarily yeah. a prospect, like there's no real reason to protect you. And so I kind of went into that like rule five area being like, well, I hope it happens, but I never heard anything from anybody like from the giants other than just like teammates or friends who like had higher hopes for me, I guess. Yeah. And then like the day went by and didn't get protected. And I was like, okay, well, whatever, I guess like, we'll see what, we'll happens, see what happens, you know? And then yeah. the day of the rule five draft came and like, I was kind of hopeful. And then it went by in like 30 seconds and only five kids got selected to like, big league roster spots so I was like well just gotta keep going I guess and then I was hoping for a big league spring training invite coming into 2020 and then Mm -hmm. that didn't happen so I was like well here we are again you know I guess I just gotta continue to like keep my head down and work and see what happens and just put my effort into getting better and trying to throw a little bit harder and honing my craft like I was coming off a good year and I was mm-hmm. like kind of hoping I'd get a little bit of recognition. And I got some from like inside, but nothing like from up top. Mm. You know, I really didn't know what was going on. Like I ended up firing my agent at the time just because wow. like I never talked to him. Like I would reach out to him and be like, hey, like, do you have any information for me? Like what's going on? Do you know? And then like I just wouldn't get anything. So I was like, all right. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I was like, all right, see you. Like I'm not going to waste my time with that. So I like went into this season really without an agent and then they were the uh, Giants were talking to me a little bit during quarantine, just kind of checking in on me and whatever. And I was training at a facility in Tempe. Um, there's a couple other Giants guys who train there now, uh, but I was training there and just trying to like, basically just trying to throw a little bit harder to see if I could like get some decent numbers to like 
put on Twitter or something, you know, so someone <laughs> yeah. would see it. I ended up like having uh-huh. some really good spin numbers and stuff, which I didn't know a whole lot about. Um, and I posted to Twitter and then like there were a couple people from the organization that like reached out to me like, hey, like this looks really good. Like we're really happy with your progress. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like let's just see what happens with the season. And then we go all through all the way through April, like nothing, all the way through May, nothing. Then June starts to roll around and we start to hear that like, oh, we might have a season, but it's probably going to be shortened. And they had the whole fiasco with like the players and owners trying to figure out the games. And like, meanwhile, I'm yeah. not on the 40 man. So I don't have any of that information. I don't really know what's going on. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of there. So I'm still like working out, training. Like it's just, I don't know. I was throwing sim games every, every Friday. I was throwing like three innings, just trying to stay fresh in case I was needed. Um, and then they like announced the date for the camp. And then I got a couple like texts like, Hey, we need this information from you and blah, blah, blah. So I'm starting to think like, Oh, like maybe I'll get to go to the 60 man camp or whatever. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like the day they announced rosters goes by and my name's like not on that list. So I was like, yeah. well, like, I guess it wasn't enough again. So here we are, you know, like, I don't know. I didn't pout about it. I was just like, obviously I was a little upset, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's what it is. And someone ended up not passing their COVID test, I think. And that's why I ended up getting a shot. Um, They like called me three days later and said, Hey, we have like three guys out sick with COVID. Like we need you to come like just as like an emergency at camp. Mm. And I was like, cool. Like, my bags had been packed because at that point I was like literally just living on my suitcase waiting for something to happen. I was either like waiting to go to the camp or I was about to drive back to Michigan to see my family. Mm. So my bags were already packed and I was like, okay, what time do I have to leave? And I think they called me at like one in the afternoon. They're like, yeah, you got a flight at five. And I was like, okay, well, good thing I was already packed. Better get going. And, yeah. um, the car is outside waiting for you. You go now. Yeah, but the funny thing much, is, when much. you pack all the rush, I feel like you you're more like you remember more shit. I know, like if I if I have to pack really fast, I like start think like if I if I like so prepared, I always forget shit. Yeah, really. See, I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm a, if yeah. I rush pack, like I'm losing something or forgetting something. Mm-hmm. So like at that point, I knew I had everything, um, and mm-hmm. then I ended up getting to San Francisco. Took my COVID test, was negative. Um, basically they threw me right into camp like right into camp with everybody else i think i've been going on for like a week mm. at that time um and then i was i got there i had like two days i had a bullpen the first day and then like two days off and then i threw live in a game i threw pretty yeah. well um and I, I ended up talking to farhan and scott harris after the season like an exit meeting mm-hmm. and they were like yeah like you really impressed us that first day like you pretty much made the team the first day out of camp and I was like, really? okay, well, I had no idea. Because even yeah. going into my exit meeting um, at the end of camp, when they told me that I made the team, like, I was still in shock. I was just waiting. Like, all I wanted yeah. to hear was, like, that they liked a little bit of what they saw because they'd been mm. so quiet towards me. I didn't yeah. really even know. You know, it was Especially like- because the, the Giants kind of have the M.O. of, as, at least as of right now, they have the M.O. of if you have options, you're probably going down because they want to snag – someone from another team that just got DFA'd. So like for you to make it on, it means that they like really, really, you really impressed them. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's why I was so shocked too. Cause like, I kind of had heard all about the way they ran 
the stuff up there. Mm-hmm. And one of the our assistant pitching coach, Ethan Katz, he was like, hey, like just a heads up, you're probably not going to start for this team. If you get a chance to pitch here, it's going to be in like a relief role. I think mm-hmm. that was after it was like the day after my first outing there. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, like whatever's going to get me the big leagues. Like, I don't care. Like, literally, yeah. I'll, like, <laughs> if you want me to go play the outfield, like, I'll go play the outfield. Not that I'm any mm-hmm. good at it, but if that's what's mm-hmm. going to get me to the big leagues, sure, like, I'll do whatever. Yeah. If you could tell them that too, I'll, I'll play some outfield. If you could just maybe play some call for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind it at all. You're uh, too have fat you... and slow, my guy. Sorry, Listen, first your bubble. I can, I can move for a big dude, like a little bit. A, li- a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the Not the thing is, you can't, you can't test me right now. So I, I could talk all the shit I want. <laughs> you know, I can't really run that fast in this room. But uh, speaking of like starting and relieving, is that something that you're, that you want to try to get back into? Or are you kind of just making a home? And, and because obviously you've been pretty successful this year. Um, honestly, I would rather start if we're mm-hmm. being like 100% honest. Like, yeah. But if it's better for if it's better for the team for me to be out of the bullpen, like I understand that too. But if it was like a sole decision for me, like hundred percent, I'd like to start. Like I'm a really big routine guy, and it's a lot easier to have a routine if you know you're gonna throw every fifth day. Then like, yeah, exactly. Like you're probably hot today, even though you've yeah. thrown the past two days. Like make sure you're ready. Same you know? thing with so the packing. That, it's e- it's either like five days or it's like hey, yeah. Let's go. You're up. Exactly. So, like, for sure, I'd rather start. And, like, who knows what's going to happen down the road. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. You know, I mean, they haven't really given me an exact answer on what it, what they're looking for next year. I'm supposed to know within, like, hopefully the end of December. Okay. I would hope they would give me, like, a little bit more. Like, right now, they're like, hey, just start to, like, build up and ramp up throwing again. And then come end of December, we'll have another meeting and decide exactly what we want to do. So, yeah. So we'll see. if we'll see if if you are going to start that or even even in the relief role that you had last year, you were usually like the first guy out to kind of clean up the mess is kind of like where where you were positioned. Um, that means you might get some at bats. Are you because they're saying that the NLDH is going to go away, at least for the year. Are you excited or are you kind of like, uh, I don't want to face like Chris Sale and shit? No, I'm pumped. Like, really? you're not okay. supposed to get a hit as a pitcher anyway. So there's literally no pressure. And I'm just yeah. going to try to hit the ball like 500 feet. Like, if I okay. don't have to bunt, I'm going to swing to hit a homer, especially with the way these baseballs play. Like, yeah. anyone, like, anyone can hit a home run with these baseballs. All you got to do is, like, somewhat make contact and it's going to go. And especially the way Oracle played this year. Like I'm for sure trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Do you feel, do you feel pretty comfortable in the box? Do you feel like you're a decent no, hitter? No, not at all. No, <laughs> no I have. So it's just swing for the a, fences. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm just going to swing. Hopefully they give me a fastball down the middle. Like maybe they'll run well, yeah. into my bat. I don't know, but I'm going to try. First, the first couple are going to like, they're, they're going to give you some meatballs. So you might get a, like, if you get like one or two, You'll get a little bit of a reputation. You, of course, after that, you won't see another fastball again. No, but, then I'll um, start getting sliders and start on my hip. And like yeah. I hit right-handed too, which is really weird because I throw left-handed. Oh, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. like if I get a bunch of righties throwing me sliders at me, like I'm shutting mm-hmm. down immediately. I'll just be. I'll pull the uh, Castillo or Casillo when he had to. I don't oh, remember geez. who he was hitting against, but he was like all the way in the back of the box, and he yep. like the oh, worst man. at bat of all time. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty it. much. Yep. That's uh, you can sure. you can talk all the shit you want, Tyler, but at the end of the day, dude has like a a, a thousand on base percentage because I think he's had two at, at bats and walked both times. That's wild. Look it up. 
It's Look unbelievable it how you can't throw a strike to that guy mm -hmm. when he's sitting at the edge of the box and just backing do, out. Yeah, just do a rookie of the year, Caleb. Just like uh, you know, you know when when he was getting down, like shrink your strike zone. You're yeah. good. And just walk. That's funny. Yeah. Just fold in half. No big deal. That's all you need to do. Um, and as we're talking about the games, I, I really want to talk about your debut um, because I feel like something needs to be said, and especially because this is a Dodger Giant podcast. Your, your first game was against uh, the Dodgers. Um, and when that third call, that, that third pitch to Max Muncy happened, was it kind of like a flinch? Like, how many years in the big leagues do you need to have to where you could have had like that stare down Madison Bumgarner type type deal? Uh, definitely more than I have for sure. Okay. And I didn't know, That's like, I didn't know it was a strike. Honestly, like, I had no oh, idea. Oh, really? So I was okay. like, oh, it was close, but like, it must have been a ball. And I was like, well, even if it was close, I'm probably not gonna get it just because, like, I've heard the stories about, oh, you're a rookie, like, you don't get anything anyway. So I was like, whatever. And then mm -hmm. I went back and watched on the tape, and I was like, "Wow, that was a lot. That was like not close. Yeah. Like that it was like wasn't. It wasn't right. a corner. And I'm not gonna lie, I was a little upset because nine times out of ten, when it's um, you know, Dodgers Giants, I live in Southern California. My my whole family, like all my wife's family, is is all Dodger fans. So I'm usually having a barbecue. And when that happened, I kind of got up and was like, "Sit down," and kind of like went at somebody a little bit. Um, so I kind of looked really stupid when it was a ball, but then again, I got a little bit of revenge because they thought that Max Muncy flat was a home run. And yeah, they kind I thought of it was a homer too. Oh, did yeah, you? I thought it was a homer too. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like this ain't great, but <laughs> thankfully it didn't get out. Um, but yeah, I was not, not thrilled by how far that ball went for sure. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, switch gears a little bit, I guess if there is like maybe one thing you can change about baseball, either, you know, the game itself, or maybe just, you know, unwritten rules or whatever, what, what would that be? Mm. Went deep on you right out of the gate. Yeah, like, right I know. Like that's a, that's a big thinker <laughs> question. Uh, the game is like, pretty good. I wish if I could change anything, I wish I could change people to like, stop trying to change the rules. Okay. Like, that's Just the best answer we've heard. That's you the know, best like, answer. We don't really need to change much. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I didn't hate the extra innings rules. I mean, I guess, like, during the season. You I'm, needed it I'm, for this season, yeah. I'm kind of a big proponent, like, during the season, at least in the minor leagues. Like, maybe not in the big leagues, but in the minor leagues, like, extra innings don't matter. Mm -hmm. So, like, why are we playing extra innings anyways? Like, I understand, mm -hmm. like, there's no ties in baseball, but, like, who cares? It's the minor leagues, like. Yeah. everybody's there to get work in anyway for the most yeah, part exactly. so like let's just nine innings like we got a road trip going somewhere anyway like let's just leave instead of mm -hmm. trying to play 15 innings but I, at the big league level like i just don't see why we're trying to make the game faster i don't understand yeah, it like sense. yeah I, I i don't know like it's one of those things where <clears throat> i completely agree with you where if we're trying to expand the kind of scope of the game to the population. I think it needs to be marketing players rather than let's shave yep. three minutes off of a game and see if yep. that catches someone's interest. And it's, you just have to accept that yeah. those people, that's not going to do it for them. Baseball isn't for some people, just like golf isn't for some people. Right. Yeah. It's just not going like, to change their minds. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think we, I, 
I say we, it's not really me because I don't make any decisions, but I think major league baseball is trying to like market to those younger viewers, which is good, but I think they do a bad job at it. Whereas I think mm. Trevor Bauer does a really good job at it with yep. the way yeah. he like interacts with everybody on social media and all 100%. his like other stuff that he does. And like, I know a lot of guys think it's really tired and a lot of guys don't like it and it rubs them the wrong way. But at the end of the day, like he's trying to grow the game of baseball to make more money. Yeah. So like, why would you like, why would you not want that? Yeah. You it's know? only mutually beneficial for everyone involved. Right. Yeah. And, like, and you're it, not even putting the work in. He's the one putting the work in. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it might be a little annoying to have to listen to him, but like, who cares Sometimes, yeah. if it's going to yeah. grow the game and keep it alive and keep like mm-hmm. allowing you to provide for your family, then fine. Like put up with it. You know, I think a lot of people just get to, they get their feelings hurt a lot. Exactly. People, people like to talk shit about people who try and yeah. he's trying different things and he's, he's trying to stick his neck out and, and you know, he's going to get more popular and more, um, you know, non-baseball fans and that's, and that's good, but regular baseball fans are going to hate it because He's trying, and that's what people that are baby back bitches do. So, yeah. <laughs> and I've heard that you've um, that you were going to be a doctor, right? That's that's what you were going to do if, if baseball didn't work yeah. out. Which is a hell of a kind of backup plan. Did you how how far did you get to becoming a doctor? And can you give us exams? A, any questions that we can answer over the over the over the Zoom call, so we don't have to pay for insurance. Uh, yeah, I don't have any like cert- certifications or anything official. Um, I'm, I was basically just on like a pre-med course when I was at Indiana. Um, and if I wouldn't have ended up getting drafted, I would have just gone to med school. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much the extent of it. I didn't, I didn't really take anything. I didn't take the MCAT. I didn't do any of the like special specialized stuff. But normally Sorry. you don't get to your residency anyway until you're like 27, 28. So I still got time. So, so sorry, Tyler. You can't ask. You can't ask him about that rash you have. But. <laughs> so the so like med school is seven years long. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? So it's still plausible that you go to med school after you know your major league career. Is that maybe in the deck of cards, or maybe something shorter like a physician's assistant or? Have you thought about that far ahead, or is it just strictly baseball right if, now? If you start, you'll have four baseball, days in like hopefully, so. <laughs> like, hopefully I'll play long enough where I don't have to do that. You know, that's kind of, like, the goal that's is great. if I can just retire when I'm, like, 40 and just call it good, like, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, mm. Gosh, I don't even want to think about going back to a classroom, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I, and it was crazy because, like, this was the best year of my life, and, like, the big leagues were mm-hmm. so much fun, and everyone was telling me, like, oh, we're sorry. Like, this was your first year. Like, it wasn't as cool, and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. I don't know what anyone <laughs> – like, it gets, if it only gets better, like, great. You know, I'm having yeah. a great time as it is. Definitely. Yeah, I mean <sighs> – it, it would be, I mean, I don't want to go back to school either, but then again, I was not nearly enough smart enough to like even go to college at all. So that's, that's just a whole different story. <laughs> um, but besides, um, besides baseball, what's like your, your, I guess like your, your best favorite hobby, like thing that you like to do the most. So I'm like in, I'm like searching for a hobby now. Um, okay. basically. So like I, we talked a little bit before, like I, I worked all the time in the off season. So I had no free time. So I literally had no time mm. for like hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like now I have a little bit of free time. So I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, 
I've been hiking a lot around Arizona. Um, my girlfriend likes to go hiking too. So like that works for us. Um, my uncle's a really big bow hunter and he's been like pushing for me to do that. My other uncle's like oh, okay. a huge golfer. So he's been pushing for me to get into golf. And it's like, I got all these different things that I got to try out. And then with COVID, it's like, it's kind of tough to try everything and like travel to do all this different yeah. stuff. So I think like next year it'll be a little bit different. I'll be able to figure out something, but I don't know. I like yeah. to play video games. Too. Golfing, golfing's pretty COVID friendly. Um, golfing is always fun until you're in the middle of the game and you like, Hook, hook your third shot of the day and you're like why do i play this fucking game but usually at the end you're like trying to plan the next time you're coming back so exactly so in golf would be a lot but i think i'd enjoy golf more if i didn't shoot like a 95 every time like if i could shoot like a 70 i think i'd love it but it's mm -hmm. i don't know i don't like losing in general so it's just not yeah fun for me to go do something that i'm not very good at yeah yep. Always i hear that that's why <laughs> i don't go golfing with my girlfriend's father him <laughs> uh, and i were supposed to go we were supposed to go to hawaii my girlfriend and i and the family oh wow in may and then obviously COVID happened but him and i had a tea time together and i'm super happy that that didn't happen that just <laughs> would have been embarrassing but you know i hate going with people that are good it's so annoying because like if you hook like i i go with like um my best friend we usually invite like you know one or two people but like we'll like always hey like you're not too good right because like if i hook a shot i'm just gonna hit another shot like and you better not say shit and i won't say shit if you do it like you know what i mean like that, see that's the way to go golfing yeah that's, that's the way to do it just go and have fun well and he yeah. has like you know a three thousand dollar callaway golf club set and i have like four hundred dollar clubs that i got when i was in high school that are way too yeah. short for me but you know Father-in-laws need to have one up on you. Let him have this. Let him just beat the shit out of you at golf because you're taking his little girl. He needs to at least like man yeah, you a little. Fair. Yeah, you got to give him something. Yeah, I, gotta feel like when, I feel like when I go to him and be like, yeah, you know, I want to propose to your daughter. She's going to be like, all right, cool. Let's go to the golf course. And uh, after I'll give you my answer. I'm going to be like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no wife for me. That's funny. Yeah. So, okay. I got a good one here. Um, if you could... Take you you can go back in time, right? And you can do one of two uh -huh. things: one, take any pitch back you've ever thrown, or make the writers of Game of Thrones rewrite season eight. Make the writers of Game of Thrones rewrite season eight. Oh. That's the correct answer. The, that's like, for the good of humanity. That, that, I was going to say, yeah, that's like better for everybody. You know, not <laughs> not that's not the selfish move. But okay, yeah, I would say so for sure. You're a man of the people. I, I appreciate that. I know. I just started rewatching it and it's just like, why am I doing like, and you get so excited, like, like all those hours in YouTube, just watching like for, you know, who yeah. Azora might be this. It might be that it's, it's depressing. It, just for them to like, sew up some half-ass done like last season. Yeah. Cause they had to go do some star Wars thing. And then they got fired from the star Wars, whatever <laughs> that they were really? supposed to produce. Yeah. So yeah. they like, signed this huge deal with star wars and then got canned and we were all left like well why didn't you just stay with game of thrones and actually do like three more seasons and tell the whole story like instead of yeah. just all of a sudden one day daenerys heard bells ring and went nuts like yeah it's, and know? i hated how they how they try to play like if they would have explained it like maybe targaryens that's what it was like that was their history like they're good and then all of a sudden they cracked you know but they try to be like, well, there was signs like, you know, when they poured the gold on his brother's head and she wasn't scared. Well, yeah, he was a dick that needed to be killed. Like, yeah, he was like the worst. 
Yeah, yeah like I, I just I hated their explanation. <laughs> Did you see there a fan actually wrote because honestly I felt like season eight was good all the way up until the last two episodes. Three episodes. Yeah, exactly. Like I, a, I a fan rewrote the last three episodes. The exact order. Um, the Night King, like the Long Night or whatever, where mm-hmm. Arya killed the Night King, was great. Mm-hmm. Like that, exactly. like up until right after then, that. And as yeah. soon as that happened, it's like it was terrible. After that. Even that was a little head scratchy because it was kind of like, oh, that was a little easy. You know what I mean? But I, at the see, same time, I, it was like, hard. Hard. I don't I know. <clears throat> I thought it was perfect. It surprised yeah. the shit out yeah. of me. Yeah, so I, I really liked her character development, like through the entire. Oh yeah. Show. They just like, did everyone at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but, I'm just well, out on Brand the Broken, like that guy. He's that's another thing. But like, not, no. It was like, dude, you're you're gonna be the uh the the Lord of Winterfell. I can't. I'm the Three Eyed Raven, and you can't. You're gonna do this. I can't. I'm the Three Eyed Raven. And then it was like, hey, you want to be king? And he was like, bet. Like you can't. He's like, yeah, sure. Like I guess I'll do that. Like, oh, yeah, right. you can't. You can't just deny titles all day, and then all of a sudden, um, well, that's we the best one. Yeah, I'll take that one. That's a whole separate, like, hour-long podcast. So, um, so Caleb, we were talking before the podcast started, and you had said, you know, this was the first off-season where you hadn't had to work, uh, an odd job, a regular job, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then you kind of explained to us you, you had some interesting history with working some jobs. So I'm sure people would be curious to know, you know, what kind of jobs you were working yeah, so my first off season after I got drafted, um, I just did baseball lessons, and that was like not great. Like the pay just wasn't very good. Uh-huh. Um, and then my second off season, I did. What did I do? My second off season. My second off season, I worked at a Target distribution center where I cut open boxes from six a.m. to six p.m. Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for twelve-hour shifts, <sighs> and that was awful. Like, I literally would just open up like a box of deodorant, like cut it open, set it on a line and then like go to the next line and then cut open a box of toothpaste and set it on the line for like people to pack and like ship out to the stores. Mm-hmm. That was probably my least favorite job I think I've ever had. Like, Understandable. You know, close. Um, and then the next off season, I delivered pizzas in the beginning of it, which was like super, super humbling for sure. Um, especially like delivering pizzas in your hometown where pretty much everybody knows who you are. And then you're showing up their door and they're like, don't you play baseball? But yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, I do. But like, just give me a fucking tip, man. $3. Let me get out of here. So yeah, we get paid $3. <laughs> so I have to like bring you your pizza. Um, and then after like, that, you're going to offer me a slice or no. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I started working at an auto auction, um, after that. And I was basically just like writing reports on the cars that came in and that I actually enjoyed that job. Like it was kind of cool to mm-hmm. get to like basically see all the cars and stuff and then learn a lot too. I learned probably the most I've ever learned at a job at that job. And then last off season, I delivered pizzas for like a month before I came out to Arizona. And then I drove Uber in Arizona um, mm. after the 2019 season. So that was like my last, <clears throat> my last job. Mm. So, so just like you were saying, when, you're delivering pizzas in your hometown and kind of seeing people, you know, at, at any other job, would you tell people like, yeah, I'm a minor league baseball player. You know, I have these aspirations to one day be a major league baseball player and were people just like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. You're. Sure. Yeah. And I'm going to be an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did, I tried not to like talk about it too much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody asked, like, 
I'm not like a small human. So people be like, wow, you're like a really big dude. Like, why? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, like, this is what I do. Like, this is part time job. And like most of the people were like pretty supportive. I did have like one person who was like, oh, you think you're actually going to make it? And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, you know, I might as well try, you know, like, yeah. I'm left hate doing so people hate doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there we are. So we, we do this things called, um, it's basically like rapid fire questions, but we call them slow pitch questions because if you come a little bit sideways, we're going to have to kind of press you a, a little bit. So um, we call, did I say softball? Did I say that? Or am I just talking too fast? Mm, no, you, you said, said softball. It. You said slow okay, pitch yeah. softball. Yeah, slow no wonder softball. you never went to college. It all makes yeah. sense now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cut. Okay. We're done. It's all right. Okay. No, anyways, we're going in starting now. Backstreet Boys are in sync. Uh, Backstreet Boys. Okay, is your oh that wait hold on what? I don't. I've never. I don't. I couldn't tell you which band is which band. To be See, honest, I think. I think I we need to start adjusting this question because yeah. we're too old. Uh, yeah, yeah. I might be too we, young. It, it went away. It went away for a while because I, I don't. We don't want to do the same exact ones all the time. But we have some reoccurring ones. I, yeah, that's that's more for us. We're we're old. We're old. I thought, fans, that, was so. I thought that was a girl band. Yeah, we're too old. Oh my gosh. Kayla. Justin Timberlake? Come on. Which one? Jay Justin Cindy. Timberlake was in one of those bands? Oh, yeah, he's yes, in sync. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm not, but I just found out Mark Wahlberg did like rap music like a week ago. I had Mark no idea. And Mark and the Funky Bunch? And apparently oh, he was in prison too. Sure. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg killed a guy. Yeah, I didn't no, know. I didn't know. He yes, was I, no I heard he was racist, but I didn't hear he was. I didn't know he killed. Rick so, killed the guy. That's so funny, that's hilarious. Funny, funny story, and hopefully my girlfriend's still outside. So my girlfriend <laughs> dated uh, Mark Wahlberg's nephew. So oh, wow. his, his what's his uh, his brother's super famous too. But like David Donnie, Hinton, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, he was. Don, in, Donnie, he was in the yeah. yeah, she said Donnie Wahlberg was super nice, but. She said Mark Wahlberg was nice too, but I'm always like, no, he killed someone, so I'm gonna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so gonna did Ray it. Lewis, allegedly, I guess, but. So was did gonna... uh, Rodney ha or uh, Marvin Harrison from the Colts, but you know, I guess Wait, everyone yeah. just oh, wow. kills a guy at some point, <laughs> except us three. Yeah. yeah, for us. That I'm gonna say on the air at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, is would your walk up music be different from your walk out music from when you're pitching, as far as hitting to pitching? Yeah, I would probably let like someone pick my hitting walkout, just because I would have no idea what to do with it. If I you mean, were, if, we're if you were right now, right now, if you're pressed to pick it right now, what would it be? Oh God! If it was like gun to your head because people gun kill to my head. You got to pick one right now. Ice, ice baby, by vanilla ice. That yeah, I love it. That's just a good for one. fun. Like you gotta have yeah. fun with like your walkout. Sure. Yeah, you're you're a pitcher hitting, so it's like, dude, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. like, so that yeah, that would be perfect. It's not that um, serious anyway. Any uh feelings about um? Oh, that's a whole other conversation. That that's gonna get deep. So no, go for it. Go for think. it. Um, you're the the minor league teams that are getting cut. Um, I I know like a lot of players want like. Lancaster gone. That's where I'm from. Um, but like, cause it's like a, you know, a fan box and everything, but like, is, is that something that kind of like bums you out? Or are you kind of like on the page? Like, oh, they needed to be gone. I guess I'm indifferent. Um, 
Okay. You know, like you just never know what you're going to find in the minor leagues. Like, I feel like I'm kind of a testament to that. A kid who kind of struggled this first couple of years and then all of a sudden had like a good year and then another, like the next year is in the big leagues. Like, you just never know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, as a senior sign too, I do kind of feel for those kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like the draft getting cut down like sucks too. Oh, but yeah. at the same time, like, do you really need 40 rounds? And like, do you really need all these kids there? It's like tough. It's like that weird. Yeah. Like, like most kids aren't going to make it, but you might find like one every year that does. So like, is it worth cutting it? Yeah, exactly. You really don't pay them any money. So like I see both sides. It's kind of one of those where it's, it's really tough, you know, like cause if a team has a good following in that area, like you really shouldn't get rid of them. Yeah. But if you're also only bringing in like 300 fans a game, like, do you really want to keep that open? Like it's, it's tough. Yeah. I feel like you're di- talking directly to me because Lancaster's getting cut. And I, I, I didn't I'm know. Of, I, think so. and I, like, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever played. Cause I know you've only, I mean, I don't know how many, how long you were actually on San Jose. I know you pitched like 15 games, like over, over your career there. So I'm not, did you ever pitch? I didn't, in Lancaster? I didn't ever go there. Thankfully I heard it was terrible, but I got <laughs> enough of like the Colorado Rockies in Asheville. North Carolina yeah. in their like Smurf Blue Wall Stadium that's 230 feet to right field so I'm good on playing that. <laughs> well, it's, sure. it, it's it's such a weird thing because we had we had Zach McKinstry who plays for the Dodgers on during the middle of the season and he was a 33rd round pick so it, it's just such a because I totally get where you're coming from and I think most people would you know saying do we need all 40 rounds but then you get some kind of diamond in the rough. That's a 30, 30, round, yeah. a 33rd round pick. And it's, it's funny. Cause when we were interviewing him, we we're like, you could possibly be the last 33rd round pick to ever make the major leagues because there may not ever be one ever again, mm-hmm. which is it's, it's so weird. Yeah. It, it is strange for sure. So Jesse, I, I, oh, go for it. I, I was going to say, obviously there's uh, some disdain for the Lancaster Jethawk stadium, why does everyone hate Jet Hawks Field? I've been there a couple times. I thought it was pretty neat. I didn't have any. It's it's, it's nice for for fans because it's it's a nicer stadium because technically in in probably minor league uh, um, standards it's, it's a newer stadium. Um, I think it's like twenty years old. I think they built it when I was like ten. So, oh, wow. um, but but the problem is it's just like the wind blows out. So it's a it's a fan box like there's yeah. So the pitch, all the pitchers hate it. The hitters really yeah. like playing there, but all the pitchers are like, I don't want to pitch today. Yeah, they have to go yeah. There. I, Matt Kane had to do a rehab game there once, um, and it was cool for for us. I mean, I took my godson and everything, and it was like a really cool experience. But he was pissed. I mean, because it was like any type of fly ball. I was like, dude, these single A guys are just taking me yard every like two seconds because it's it's just not even fair. So. I, what, yeah, what, what kind of like real analysis can you get on, you know, a minor league guy when that kind of shit happens? So yeah, I get I it. It makes sense. I just don't want to drive an hour and a half to fucking Rancho. Okay. But it looks like I'm going to have to. Yeah, you sure are. Just things suck. Um, okay. So back, back to the slow pitch. Sorry. So you're going up for karaoke. What's the song you're choosing? Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight. That is oh, a so you, bold choice. You got pipes then. No, it's just one of the few songs <laughs> that I could think I could get through in karaoke. My dad really? used to play in the backyard all the time. Yeah, it was on one of his like uh, burn CDs. So like it's been 
It's in my head. Like, I mean, I'm not a terrible singer, but I'm not good. Yeah. Like, I, I could pass karaoke, but I don't know. I just think it's a good song, too. Yeah, I mean, it just picking Gladys Knight, I feel like you got to bring some heat. You got to. At least I think at least people would hot. just enjoy a good laugh, too, with it, you yeah. know? That's true. If, if you look hot, it doesn't really matter. I mean, do, funny thing with parents, they always have, like, the same – I'm not sure if this is if this is you, but I, they always have like the same 18 songs that yeah. they play, like on the same burn CD, like every mm-hmm. same shit. If you if you could either, well, we'll do both. If you could hit a home run off any current major leaguer, and if you could strike out any major leaguer, who would it be? Uh, I would like to strike out Charlie Blackman because he seems to be the guy I can't get out. Okay, um, so I'm gonna pick that one. <laughs> And then if I get a homer off anybody, and you got to pimp it too. This is this is something that that you might oh, get drilled God. in the head next time you go. God, I kind of want to say Bumgarner, but I kind of don't want to say that because like Giants fans. That would move, be like, no, that's that a great answer. The, I would, that would be the, crazy. That would be the crazy, like the craziest thing. Like that, I feel like that would make giants fans head explode because it was like am i supposed to get mad because right and that's kind of like but that we love Baumgartner. Uh-huh. i also feel like he's the only guy now that i would take it really bad you know uh-huh. so i yeah. like i don't know people take like older dudes still take a bat bad a little bit but he it, he's the most for sure and i and i yeah anyone could like, see that for sure i mean if you hit a ball off me and it goes 500 feet like do cartwheels around the bases for all i care like i don't care like i probably shouldn't have thrown it there like i'll learn like it's fine like it's fun which which i love the fact that earlier just so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna put the soundbite that you said earlier in the podcast when you said anyone could hit these uh these major league uh baseballs out like anyone could i'm just gonna play it in my head over and over just to psych me up to get back out there and you know maybe make a rec league team and just work my way up <laughs> and be the first 50 year old rookie. I, I could we could do it. You Tyler, we can do pitches. it. Yeah. Maybe I could, I could strike you on three pitches. And I can't probably hit 75 on the gun anymore. Yeah. I, I got a noodle arm. I can't, I can't throw shit. Uh, but Caleb, man, we, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, we wish you nothing but luck in the upcoming season and, 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 Striking out Charlie Blackman. I'm going to be really excited to see it. So uh, <laughs> hope to have you back on sometime and, um, you know, have, have a great rest of your offseason. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. It was really fun. I had a good time. As always, this episode was brought to you by Renovation Candle Company, where the whole entire month of December, you can buy two candles, get two candles free. That's 50% off. Use code buy two, get to at checkout. Let them know we sent you. Help support us. Help support some great candles. Yeah. Just get into it. Yeah. I mean, the best, honestly, one of the, the top five reasons to get married, because uh, women are usually into candles. And my wife would put a different candle in a lot of different, you know, in, in all the different rooms. So it's like going into a new, like, you're, you're going through a new journey every single time you go into another room. Okay. So get you're going to need four candles for your house. Get them. Where where that benches, uh, is that is that thing still going on? Benches no. coupon code. Not, okay, well don't right now. Well, because don't put benches better. in because this is better. So where you're? I already wait, said the before. promo code, you jackass. Oh, did I? You were I'm too sorry. fat and looking at your meatloaf. 
so you didn't even hear. Okay. Listen to me. Listen to me. We could joke all day. You, we could make jokes about each other all day. But the second you talk about meatloaf again, uh, we're throwing hands. Okay, here's the I'll first question. Is there ketchup in that meatloaf? It's not ketchup. It's a different okay. sauce. It's a sauce. There's ketchup in the sauce, though. I'm not going to lie to you. There is ketchup. But it's mixed in my mother-in-law's sauce, bro. You know what's good with meatloaf? Instead of that, cream oh, of mushroom soup. Cream <laughs> of mushroom soup. Is we need to talk about this off the air, okay? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Fuck Aubrey Huff. We didn't do a fuck you of the week, so we're going to do a fuck you of the week right now. Fuck Aubrey Huff. Why? Just because. Thank you for listening. You want to say something, go for it. I, I didn't. You don't. Make sure you so- subscribe to us on YouTube. <laughs> this is so bad. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.